0: the shepherd, my friend. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he reigns in heaven forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. The majesty and power of our Lord Jesus Christ was not limited just to the moment of resurrection. I told you last week that today I would remember his brokenness, his body broken, his blood shed his death, his burial. But today I feel in the Holy Ghost I need to focus on the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. His death and his burial would have meant nothing had he not resurrected. It would have just been a tragic chapter in history. But friend, because Jesus rose again, because Jesus resurrected, he broke the power of sin and of death. Sin and death are inextricably linked. The scripture says that sin came into the world of uh, one man. And because of sin, death came into the world. The diseases that we saw, COVID-19, is the result of sin. Amen. Just like SARS, just like MERS, just like swine flu, just like... Cancer, leukemia, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, amen, appendix, uh, appendicitis, uh, every, every disease you can imagine, from mild to major, is a result. You root it back, take it back. It roots in the advent of sin in this world. As one man brought sin into the world, Adam, through his choice, we know Eve was deceived, Adam chose to sin. The scripture says that through one man's sin and death entered into the world. A friend also thanked God. Through the new Adam, Jesus Christ, uh, through one man, uh, life came into the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Death was superseded by life. Sin was superseded by righteousness, by justification, by the forgiveness of God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer to every crisis. He is the answer to every problem. He is the answer to every disease, sin, and death. As we feel the presence of God so sweetly, let me remind you of the horrific sacrifice that Jesus made for us. I know people suffer all the time. The people in this house that suffer. The people around the world that suffer. but for none of our sufferings could ever approach the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ. He took the sin. He took the diseases. He took the pain. Not just of us. But of all of us. At once He became sin for us. And He bore it Himself The penalty of our sickness and our disease. For he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities. God chose to lay on him the sins of us all. And thank God by his stripes we are healed. When we say stripes, it was a Christian rock band back in the 80s, 90s that took on the name Stramper. I'm sorry I don't like when people make light of the stripes that were laid on my God's back. It was not a nifty title for a band. But they tied him to that whipping post and began to beat him with a whip. They blindfolded him. They beat him with sticks. They put the crown of thorns with those poisonous tips on his head and then shoved it down until it pierced his scalp and the excruciating pain of the poison and just the thorns themselves began to induce pain not just in the head but throughout the entire body, throughout the entire nervous system. And then they put a king's robe on him and they mocked him. They blindfolded him. They beat him and said, tell us who hit you this time, O King. Let me assure you, someday he will tell him every blow they laid on his back and every blow of his head. He knows it. They led him to the whipping post. The whipping post was a place of extreme punishment, many times capital, because many didn't survive the whipping post. Mm-hmm. The whipping post was not a cat of nine tails or just leather strips. That's bad enough. They would embed in the leather, the broken glass, and the bones, and the sharp rocks, the metal pieces, designed to inflict maximum damage on the prisoner. And it was enough to have one stripe or two stripes, but they laid 40 stripes on his back. And not just his back, because as the whip flailed, those ends of the whip would wrap around the body, the face, the neck, the ears, the Everything would be grabbed by these pieces of bone, metal, and glass. And when you pull it back, it would rip the pieces of body out. The scripture says he was mutilated beyond recognition. When you looked at him, you couldn't even tell he was human. After they beat him within an inch of his life. They placed a rough cross on his shoulders and said, Carry your own cross to Golgotha, the hill of the skull, or you're going to die. His suffering was so great at that point, not just the physical suffering, though truly none of us have ever reached that level of suffering. But friend, as they beat him with that whip, the scripture says he was paying the price for the healing of our diseases. Our pains. How many have back trouble? Everyone, feel pains <laughs> on your back? This pain in your back, can it be crippling, debilitating? Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. I remember, I've told him many times, walking in his apartment years ago, I brother Richard flat who his on the ground. He wasn't praying. Well, he was praying. But <laughs> <laughs> gripping his body so much that the EMT paramedics had to tear his hands out of the carpet as he cried out in pain. Been there, done that. I know that pain. I know how debilitating that one backache can be. Can you imagine a hundred backaches? Can you imagine a million backaches? Can you imagine a hundred billion backaches? And they go to the real pain, the pain Attack, the pain of cancer ravaging the body, the pain of broken bones, the pain of every kind of disease. It was on him. And with every lash of the whip, as horrible as it was, thank God that it paid the price for the healing of our bodies. Hallelujah. And friend, I'll tell you, even though these bodies continue to decay day by day, it's inevitable until Christ Jesus comes to take us home. We are living in depreciating assets. Amen. It's getting older and getting tearing, torn down, weakened, and it's eventually going to go away so that we can be rebuilt, redressed in immortality. Hallelujah. Friend, our new bodies aren't gonna have backaches, praise God. They're not gonna have leukemia, they're not gonna have tuberculosis, they're not gonna have any kind of pain or disease when we're rebuilding Christ but until then we follow the progression of aging and decay but through it all my Lord is gracious to heal hallelujah I have seen cancers healed. I have seen HIV healed. I have seen thyroid disease healed. I have seen crippled limbs healed and straightened and strengthened. Hallelujah. My God has healed me many times. He's healed my family. How many in this house have been healed at one time or another by the power of God? Come on, everyone's raising their hand. Hallelujah. Yeah, I hope out there in the camera land where you are, amen, that you're raising your hand as well. I believe that there are people all around this world right now, Listen, they have been touched by the power of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. The stripes laid on his back. But the price are you? While this world scrambles madly to try to find a cure for COVID 19, I found a cure. Amen. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said it's called the blood of Jesus Christ. My God is the answer to this crisis. As he stumbled towards Calvary, the weight of our sickness, diseases, and pains, plus the crippling pain of his own now physical deformity and injury, caused him to stumble and fall. I thank God for one Simon of Simon. Never mentioned again in scripture, friend. Don't you know he's gonna have a special place in heaven as that man picked up the cross of Jesus Christ, eased his burden, and walked into Calvary? The crowd pressed in to see the man condemned to die on Calvary. That day was the most horrible day in the history of mankind. There has been no Catastrophe worse than the day when we rejected our own Savior, tortured Him, and killed Him. Nine One One lives on in infamy. Bombing of, of Pearl Harbor, a day that will live in infamy. World War Two, World War One, Korean War, Vietnam War, and so many other horrific. Things that have happened throughout the history of mankind—the Black Plague, the Spanish Flu—just go down the list of pandemics and calamities and natural disasters. We could talk about floods and fires and earthquakes and just the, the, the many horrible things that have happened in the history of mankind. But friend, there was no day more horrible than the day Jesus Christ hung, suspended between earth. disciples, the few that dared show their face. We know two or three who were in the crowd watching him as he suffered. We know his mother was there. We know John, the disciple whom we love was there. To them it felt like truly the end of the world. And the, the despair of all that time was summed up afterwards. Peter turns to his fellow men and says, Guys, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. I've lost everything that mattered to me. I left my nets, I left my boats, I left my livelihood, I left everything to follow Jesus. And now it's come down to this moment where everything is just destroyed. There are many people who are going to come out of COVID 19 feeling the same way. They're not going to have jobs, they may not have cars being repossessed. They might not have houses being evicted. They may not have health insurance. They may not have food. They may not have clothes. They may feel absolutely like life is not worth living. There are mental health lines around the world. People advertising call this line there are signs billboards saying don't commit suicide during this time there's an answer there's a better way friend. there are people who are contemplating suicide because of the horrific times that we're in and these times are just getting started they lift the emergency order tomorrow next week a month from now the ripple effect the domino effect is going to continue friend it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And people are going to feel desperate, hopeless, like there is no answer for the situation they're in. Just like Peter said, guys, I've lost it all. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do There are some people who are going to feel like they have no reason to believe God and they're going to go back to their own way of life. Friend, I encourage you. I urge you. I exhort you in Jesus' name. Hold on to God during COVID-19. Hallelujah. Hold the grace of God during this time, there is an answer, there is a promise, of resurrection and rebirth in Jesus Christ. The pagans worshipped many gods. They had symbols as they looked at nature and they would idolize those things that they thought thought brought hope or pleasure or sustenance. They worship. Gods of goddesses of fertility. They worship gods and goddesses of life and power and and farming and and all these things that affected their daily life. Friend, they don't know that there is one God who is all of that and more. Hallelujah. They look to individual things and try to find their darkened minds, try to find something to hope in. I don't have to look to 25 different gods or goddesses. To me there is only one God. There is only one Father who above all and through all and in you all hallelujah and one lord Jesus Christ His Son. He brings us the hope of he brings us the hope of rebirth he brings us the hope of resurrection he, he brings us the hope of rebuilding he brings us the hope of springtime spring fresh, fresh. Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Yes, Jesus died for us. For even at the moment of his death, resurrection power was already walking. At the moment of his death, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Again, God very clearly reached down into that holy of holies and said, no longer will my presence be separated from you. And he ripped that curtain apart. It was two, two and a half inches thick of woman material. You couldn't tear that, but God could tear that, and God did tear that. Hallelujah. It wasn't from bottom to top. It was from top to bottom. God reached down and ripped that curtain apart, and he said, my presence is now coming to sweep out into where you are. Hallelujah. My presence is going to be in your home. It's going to be in your health. It's going to be in your workplace. It's going to be in your finances. It's going to be in your families. It's going to be In your supermarkets, I am the peace, and I'm going to give you that peace. As the earth shook and the rock split, it was crazy enough. People were running for shelter. The day was darkened. The rocks split under the power of the earthquake. Centurion looks up and says, You it now, guys. This truly was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was done. It was over. As that old song says, Don't weep for me when I'm wrong. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just give it three days. Jesus said, Just like the temple. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the wheel. Three days and three nights. He said, The Son of Man will be in the belly of the earth. Three days and three nights. He said, Tear down this temple and I will rebuild it again. How quickly? Three days. I will rebuild it. They mocked him. They said, It took 40 years to build this temple. What are you talking about, friend? They didn't know who they were talking to. Hallelujah. And he wasn't talking about a physical building, anyways. In China, they built. Coronavirus hospitals, 48 hours, wasn't it? What was it? Entire hospitals from the ground up in just a few hours of time. Man's ingenuity is crazy. but friend, no one can rebuild the human body and bring the spirit back into them. That takes God. Hallelujah. God said, uh, you tear down this temple of my body. You're going to. I know it's going to happen. He told him time and again, be prepared for it. It's going to happen. But he said, guess what? I am going to come back. Hallelujah. After three days, I will rebuild this temple. I'm not going to be gone forever. He said, I promise you, rebuild.'" Throughout his teachings, he tells us about hope. look to the future, look to tomorrow. In fact, look to the day. I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He told his disciples, "I'm going to prepare a place for you." Don't let your hearts. All oh, those ones need to hear today. Let not your hearts be Don't say, let not your hearts be One more time, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. Don't be a hermit in your house thinking the world's coming to an end. It's going to seem like I'm gone. I'm going to go for a little while. You know what? I'm not just out having a vacation somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. And friend, I think the paint has already dried. I think the carpets are down. I think the, the furniture's already in place. Amen. I don't think he's waiting for anything more than to say, okay, now it's time to go bring my bride home. Hallelujah. I believe yeah. soon the bride of Christ is going to be taken up <laughs> to name with Jesus Christ. I yeah. go, he said, I will come. And I will take you unto myself. There you always be. So even as he hung on the cross, gave up his spirit. it was such a horrible moment that the earth shook and ground down. And even the tombs were open because of the shaking. Befriend the tombs of the holy ones felt the power of resurrection. He let us know right then, my death is not the end. My death is just the beginning of something glorious. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a foretaste. See those holy ones that are coming out of the graves? Do you think that's creepy? Guarantee you it's creepy. Amen. He said, "You, you haven't seen anything yet. It's just getting started. And yes, on that third day, you know the story how early in the morning, An angel appeared, or the guards were stationed. See, the devil will always come up with a lie and tell you it didn't happen. Mm. Mm -hmm. He tried back then. They bribed the soldiers to go and say, resurrection didn't happen. His soldiers, his disciples came and knocked us out during the night and stole his body during the night. The devil hates the message of resurrection. Oh, this world hates the message of resurrection. They call him zombie Jesus. They mock us for praying to They call the sky fairy. Oh, friend, don't let the mockers of this world intimidate you. I believe you believe. We know that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He is alive and said he'll never die again says that because he was resurrected, he to never again. And if death touches us during this time of pandemic, as tragic as that would be, I don't want to sound like a fanatic. People are going too far in both directions, okay? And people saying, don't go to church, stay home. Other people are saying, we're going to have church, and we're martyrs, and we're this and that Yeah. I believe we have to have a right spirit in what we're doing and what we're saying. Amen. Like I told you at the beginning, we're not here to be civil disobedience. We're not raging against the machine or the man or the government. We're simply exercising the rights to in these documents, the Constitution, the Declaration of Rights, and the Bill of Rights. Amen. We believe that we have a right to assemble peacefully and to exercise our religion freely Mm -hmm. in the fear of God. And we do so humbly not to mock anyone, not to make a big deal out of, I'm not on KSAT 12, publish our Kins 5, hey, we're at church, (laughs) no. We're here to worship God. After this, guess where we're gonna go? Back to quarantine, amen. (laughs) Trying to be good citizens. But you know what? We're here today because we believe in the glorious power of the Jesus, Christ. And Jesus' word and Jesus' message and his example is all about a new day. Resurrection. Yes, that horrible moment of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, it was terrible. But at the same time, he gave us the hope that his resurrection would be even more glorious. And as the angel came down that morning, early morning. The tomb was sealed, big rock rolled in front of it, opening to the tomb, the governor sealed, placed on that saying, no one can break this lock. Guards sent to enforce it. Angel said, I'm bigger than the emergency declaration to Coke. amen. Excuse me, step aside guys, fall backwards, if you will, while I open up this tomb. And I thank God. That Jesus didn't come out of the tomb after the angel opened the door. He wasn't locked up waiting for anything, friend. When the angel rolled back the stone, guess what? He was already gone. Hallelujah. I said, Jesus was already gone. He folded his grave clothes. He laid them nicely in there. I said, I'm out of here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went to visit death. I went to visit hell and I walked out of there with the keys of death and hell. I am Jesus, he told John on the Isle of Patmos. He said, I am Jesus. I was dead, but behold, I am alive and I live forever more. I'll never die. As we worship his resurrection, yes, we worship Don't take me wrong when I say we worship his resurrection. We worship the Christ of resurrection. But we are amazed and we glorify God for the events surrounding his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Because they were all part of God's eternal plan. And they were all intended and executed to the glory of God. So today, as we are in this beautiful presence of God, we're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Celebrate the fact and worship the fact that not God triumphed over terrible situations, horrible circumstances, pain, disease, darkness, and even death. No matter what we go through, maybe you're going through something that's crushing your spirit today. God knows. Maybe we'll go through something tomorrow that crushes our spirit. Only God knows what tomorrow holds. But today we're in his presence, and today we're here to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you stand, you your cup, please, for the apple, the plates, please.